0: Hey, this is Leroy Arthur from The Bachelorette, and you are kicking it with the Black Roses.
1: Welcome to the Black Roses podcast. This is Claudia, Dina, Jasmine, Jasmine, Monique, and Renice. We're here to discuss all things reality TV from the black and brown perspective, from dating and marriage to competitions and everyday
2: pop culture.
3: If you like it, we love it. And we want to hear from you. We hope you enjoy the
2: show and join in the conversation. Welcome to the Black Roses podcast. I'm Monique and I'm with my roses, Claudia and Gina, and we have a special, special guest today. Can't wait. Right now, we're going to start with Bachelor in Paradise, season nine, episode three. Oh my gosh. Ladies, how are you doing? I thought you were going to say episode 13, because that's
4: what that felt like. <laughs> yeah, so this is Claudia. Uh, I'm doing interesting. I'm getting sick. So that's, I'm, I like trends. And so everyone seems to be getting sick. So yeah. I was like, I should jump in on this trend. Uh, no, so I'm actually in Provincetown right now on the Cape, in Cape Cod, with my mom. It's Women's Week here. So I'm hanging out with my mom. And, uh, but of course, I've been working a lot this week. I've been trying to not do that, but y- y'all know me. Yeah. But I've just been, um, it's been nice to spend time with my mom. My mom is right next to me doing something, but it's been nice to just be in the presence of my mother. Yes. It's and, very uh,
2: Jamaican today. And I'm I'm here for this.
4: Yeah. We found a Jamaican spot here for food the first night, but my mother said it wasn't up to the par, but I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to. It's the
2: judgment. The, it's the
4: Jamaican judgment.
2: That if, yeah. it's not, if it's not authentic, it's just not gonna go well you know how that works I do Jamaican. I have a sister yeah. that critiques every if I say oh, I'm yeah. going to a Caribbean restaurant she's like it's not Jamaican yeah. I'm like "But mm-hmm. it's not Jamaican they didn't say it was Jamaican in the I'm like oh my god all right relax yeah
4: they were definitely Jamaican they were from the rural parts of Jamaica but they just mm-hmm. they they missed the mark we were we were expecting more so you know? I had brown stew vegetables mm-hmm. and um like with cabbage and carrots and mm-hmm. all that with right because it was it was a vegan option um and then my mother ordered she usually likes oxtail they didn't have oxtail so I think she got chicken but she did it or maybe she got I forgot what she got but it wasn't it wasn't slapping like it should so that wasn't that wasn't great so yeah but otherwise you know yeah it's that's what I, that's what my week has been and uh and y'all know I was in Myrtle Beach last weekend so I'm just trying to keep going in life and that's all for me and Gina is has a great distraction so I'm gonna ask Gina what she's been up to
2: <laughs> Gina how are you
1: hi everyone yes it's Gina and I've got our little Rosebud Rowan with us today oh, <laughs> Rowan didn't want to take his nap I timed it perfectly and he had other plans he said he wanted to be here so <laughs> so we'll we'll welcome. have him in the background today. Hopefully he'll uh be happy for us and tell us what he thought of the episode because he was up for a part of it. He wasn't feeling the episode.
2: So. Oh, well, here we are. Um, So for me, I'm doing well. I had a great performance review today. I'm always a little bit nervous when I have those because, you know, that determines the next year's financial status, if you get a raise or not, or if you're going to be overworked because you haven't been producing. And I And I did well. I did very well. I had a really, uh, probably a much longer conversation than my supervisor thought we were going to have. Um, he was like, yeah, I don't really have much to say uh, other than just just- deciding- like, I have a list. You mm-hmm. like, I, I had a random question. And I yeah. came in and I was like, all right, so let's talk about this and then 15 other things. Ready, go. So that was really, really nice. I'm really excited for Love is Blind. This is trash. <laughs> It's so good that it's so bad. So, yeah, so I'm ready for the drop tonight. I am teaching tomorrow in Steam Forward turmeric art. So if you take turmeric, the seasoning, add it to some water and kind of blot it on paper, it, you know, it'll be, it'll turn the paper yellow. But then if you mix, let's say like washing powder with water, or if you don't have washing powder, you can mix baking soda. So if you mix those together, use a Q-tip, you can make art because turmeric, in the presence of a base, turns like burnt orange or red. Look at that! They're doing that what with is,
4: the look, our guest was seemed impressed with that. Oh. Uh, Monique is a chemist. I am. So
2: I'm a, a chemist, PST, but I do outreach with uh, with children with a group of uh, five other black chemists, uh, women in STEM, if you will.
3: Love it. That seems yes. to be
2: a buzzword. I didn't know I was a buzzword, but here we are, women in STEM. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You mind if I introduce our guest? I do not mind at all. Years ago, I ran, I ran across this rambunctious guy on YouTube that was <laughs> taking my life by storm. Because anytime I need a bachelor content, it was there for me. It was like the world was my bachelor oasis. I'm talking about Dave Neal. Dave Neal has shot out of a fucking rocket. We love this. Comedian, podcast extraordinaire, content, content, content. Now he has a fancy car with all of these cameras rigged up in that car and he is driving around reality stars and really killing it with the interviews. Dave, welcome to our podcast. Thank
0: you guys so much for having me. I'm I was taking notes yes. with chemistry, cooking, babies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I did a turmeric massage once and mm-hmm. it dyed my whole body yellow. I'm sure it did. I yes. I was like big bird after that. So I'm was, sure I, it I, did. I think yes. our skin is a little it's bit like golden milk latte. I was the golden yes. bachelor at that point. Uh, I think
2: because our skin is slightly basic in pH. And so in the presence of bases, it the turmeric really
0: takes. I thought you were calling me basic, which is also not a lie, but uh, yeah, good (laughs) to be here. Yeah, I've got content every day. It's not perfect. It's not edited, but it's there for people. It's like a buffet. It's there's always something. It might be burnt.
2: You know what's funny? You have so much of wealth of like time like under your belt from doing this. It doesn't need editing anymore. Oh, thank you. You get on there and you turn the camera on. You're good to go. You're like, you get to that
4: level of mastery, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you've done it so much and you do it daily multiple mm-hmm. times a day sometimes. So yeah, you're really at that level. Well, I spend
0: a lot of time awesome. when I'm making my thumbnail going over what I'm gonna talk about and the thumbnail usually tells a story. Mm-hmm. So I think, like they tell you this with stand up, is to try to visualize what a story is because it's easier to remember something visual. So I think sometimes after making the thumbnail, I just know what I'm gonna talk about and then it kind of all goes together. Mm-hmm.
2: And I definitely keep our group chat going because there are times when you post the tea that we had not known about but I do let them know I'm gonna watch it first and then I'm gonna give the synopsis because sometimes I like you do this very crafty thing where you sort of circle the airplane a couple of times and then you'll land (laughs) I love it because I'm in the lab and I don't got shit to do so I need to like I don't have any I, I need like something to like you know like stimulate and keep me moving and I'm just like I'm like watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is about this. But he's went
0: on five different trips. You're call, you can Look call me bachelor
2: wordy. history stuff.
0: Yeah, you can call me wordy. Uh, <laughs> the longer a video, the longer you can keep someone's attention, the better the video does, and mm-hmm. you get ad breaks. So you know, it's not TikTok friendly, but I try to make my content ten to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. They call it like meal time length. So it's not for everybody, but if you need to put like a a video on and then you fold your laundry, like that's. I like, sometimes I got a video and there's only five minutes of content. And I'm like, well, dang, if I'm not going to talk for three and a half minutes about something else, <laughs> like, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I love it. There have been some where I'm like, nah, I got to watch this again. This is good. <laughs> this is good. And anytime your wife comes into the, into the, uh, the picture, it's so, it's been so beautiful to like, watch the
0: progression of your, your like relationship. Oh, well, Over- thanks so much. She's you know, I, I've learned Tasha, they love you. She's in the other room. I've learned um, love that, you, Tasha. And
2: they,
0: <laughs> that um, it's been, it's been so amazing. It's been career changing. You know, I was a comic who worked part-time minimum wage jobs getting by, you know, during my lunch break, I'm working on you know, uh, screenplays, you know, just things like that. And then finally during the pandemic, I really was able to put all my time and energy into it, but, um, but thank you. Yeah. I mean, my audience that has stuck around, they've seen, they've seen from, uh, dating to engage to marriage, you know, they've walked down the aisle with us and we don't take them lightly at all because without an audience, I am not able to do this.
2: Right. So I've also, I remember like even the, like locations of the videos, um, it's amazing. Like, so you've went from like filming in your kitchen to like filming, you know, with a backdrop and microphones and cameras and everything then in your car and man, like you've, it's just the trajectory. Uh, Oh, thank
0: you. Yeah. You know, we went from a studio apartment in the center of LA, Mm -hmm. got a little two bedroom. Now we're trying to get a house. So we're slowly letting the audience see the progression of how things can you know affect us? With that comes some people that that want to hate. Like I finally bought a new car. I've had a two thousand four Toyota. Uh-huh. The car battery was stolen five times. Flat tires. Thing barely moves. And then I finally get a new car. And everyone's like, "Dave, you changed." And I'm like, "Let me live." <laughs> you changed on us. You hit the Tesla,
2: and here you are now. I'm yeah, like, no, he might be hitting the Uber, you know, cause you can do the Uber partnership with the Tesla. He might be paying his car off. Not saying I was, was
0: an Uber good. driver for a long time and that is a oh. tough job. There's a vomit and fighting and gross drunk people that comes along with that. I, that is not something I would ever go back to. Do you have any bad, do you have like a really bad story that you might be able to share? Well, just like, you know, it's, it, they're really more sad. Like I remember these, these girls picking them up. You never know who you're picking up, but you make more money in, at night. So I would work the late night shift and, you know, they're on maybe their 21st birthday. You, you know, some Uber drivers will just kick you out of their car, but we're driving to dangerous neighborhoods. They're getting sick. You're trying to just get them home at that point. They're going to get charged with, you know, you're going to take photos of everything. But I always tell people never use the vacuums at public like car washes because that is where Uber drivers go to clean up crime scenes. I mean, it's not a, not a, not a highlight of my uh, work history. That's a good pro tip. Yeah. Good, good pro tip there. Stay away from the vacuums. Wow. (laughs) I remember
2: seeing that you said that, uh, some bachelor people were at your wedding. Who were those people?
0: We had Katie Thurston. I think she was the only, she was the only alumni there, but yeah, she became friends with us after her season. And, we invited her and John Hersey and then they broke up and they were like maybe we'll come as friends and we were like well you could just come by yourself. Please do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they did that thing where they tried to be friends for 2 weeks and then they were like mm, let's not do that. Uh, why do we why do we kid ourselves, you know? Why do we kid ourselves? But they tried. But yeah, she came, tried to set her up, didn't have too many single guys there, so d- don't have any good stories, but uh she was able to hang out with some of the other gals that were there and everyone made it was a it was a a wedding in mexico so there's only 50 people so everyone who came got to have a nice little camp like everyone was there for like five days and and our anniversary is on sunday so it's the year flies by
1: that's wonderful congratulations oh thank you congratulations
2: so uh, when did you get married
0: october 15th
2: 2022 wow i remember when you proposed
0: yeah man (laughs) Oof, that was. And I, re-
2: I remember the com- the like your comedy sketches, going from me and my girlfriend to me and my fiance. Just
0: wild. <laughs> and that was nerve wracking. I wish everyone could experience what it's like to propose. You know, because it is you black out. You just want it to be perfect. There's this like. Every, you only see the viral videos that are perfect. So you're just trying to make it what, you know, everything it's supposed to be. And mine was just me being sweaty and crying. I was like, what was this? You know, but we, uh, it was, it was it was, love. Very special, very it was special. love Dave. We knew, uh-huh. we knew for a long time that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. And it was kind of like, I had to get past a lot of my own scarcity. I was like, I'm so, I can't afford to get married. Like that whole chain of events that has to happen. I just was like, I, I'm not ready and then I I I was definitely using the that financial side of things probably to slow myself down but it really is all these hurdles that felt 10 feet high and then once once I kind of committed to it which was probably a year or two too late it all sort of um everything just like started happening in the right time
2: Did you have like emotional barriers you needed to push past?
0: Well, to be honest, no. It was like I can't afford I'm like, I'm breaking even. I don't have an extra dollar. I'm working the most amount I can work on my side jobs while also trying to get the momentum of comedy. It was like one thing after another. And then some things just came through and I was like, boom, this is is the diamond. And again, could I propose without the ring? Probably, but I just wanted it to be special. And I, and that was the hard thing to get over, but there was no, I mean, at that point we had lived together for five years. I mean, I'd take, you know, a bullet for, you know, there was no question about any of that, but it, it did become special to go from fr- girlfriend to fiance and then to wife. There is some sort of like symbolism to like, this is, this is it. But in my mind, it was as permanent as could be before then. You love to see it. That's amazing.
2: Um, which one of these shows would you have gone on if you could?
0: I would, I just would have, I'd get eaten alive on Bachelorette. The, these guys are so tall. Like you don't even get past, yeah, like I, I. Brayden, uh, Braden came to my stand up show in San Diego last month. He's like built like a football player. He's really, they're all like six foot three and like just thick men. I, I don't, I'd be like the Connor. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it far. I would, I I don't know, but I would try the cat Connor
2: kind of,
0: yeah, Yeah. you know, he's like five ten. he's like a normal guy and he just gets looked over, you know, guys like that. It's like, it shouldn't be that way, but it does become, you, you see people picking who they would, who they would want on their like flag football team. Everyone's six foot six. No, in real life, this doesn't, I don't know. Blake Moynes is tall. They're gorgeous. I totally understand why people get so in their head once they're there because they're like, oh my gosh, everybody's beautiful and has muscles and all of this. And, and it's like, you got to get through those first five or six weeks before someone might take you seriously for who you actually are. They definitely seen them in real life. It's definitely like um, they look larger than life. They're
4: all like perfect skin and chiseled. Like you said, to your point, the women and the men, they're
0: all like perfect. Perfect. Yeah, not enough. perfect,
4: but like, you know, uh
0: yeah. When Jesse Palmer was becoming the new host, a lot of people were like, oh, just another, another dude. I was like, he's gorgeous. He's tall. He's whatever. I mean, like if you want to find a normal dude, go to the gas station near my place, but like these, like the selection that they do. And again, a lot of them are really charming. I mean, it's not, I'm not just speaking about the men, but the women too. I mean, they really put together, um, you know, and what's interesting to compare, paradise to golden Bachelor is golden bachelor is definitely less physical attraction based but they also picked people that do not look their age most of them look a lot younger and, and are very beautiful so it's just um it, it's a lot because you you, we, you can't pretend like physical attraction doesn't exist but then you also have to get down to uh do i actually love this soul and you know that's the that's kind of the conundrum is that this the show has a bad success rate and it's probably because they never get get to the place where they can get past the physical chemistry until it's too late. And then that's when they break up.
2: So I've been thinking about this for a little while and I'm like, what era of the bachelorette could Dave Neal thrive in? I think I know like that Jojo, that season with Jojo and all those meathead like dudes, (laughs) you would bring the comedy. You would, you would be like TV gold because they, they would have you narrating everything. It was amazing.
0: You know, what's funny with Jojo season is Chad Johnson was funny until he became crazy. Yeah, he was like the funny guy. And then he got like violent and it got too much. But yes. I liked that. He was like, I'm not going to tell her I love her. It's week two. And I was like, all right, good. Why dude. would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but Then, of course, he got like it got it got dark. Um, like she's nothing with- special, really. I'm like, oh, God. JoJo would, would be good, but I would just, I mean, again, if I was at, if I was on that show where I was financially, you know, you see people that are like, I'm a, I'm this, I'm that. I'd be like, I'm an Uber driver with debt. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, then you got to meet someone's parents and sell yourself like, ah, oh, geez, I would have, I would have been eaten alive. But, but the- Dave, I- you
2: know, you're not going on there to win. You're going on there to expose yourself. And I think the people who end up really striking gold with the bachelorette they fall into like Sean Booth. I don't, I think he like had the confidence that he was going to kid it off of Caitlin, but you know what? No, I think he thought he was the one the whole time. Like the minute he got out of the, the, uh the limo. Cause he got the first impression rolls too.
0: What a weird season because you've, I don't, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen so much hate between him and Nick and they have never made up. Usually a lot of people, they'll have hate and then they'll kind of whatever, but they were just They're at- still going at it.
2: Yeah. Do you remember after Sean got back from his fantasy suite? Nick was like outside waiting for him to walk up. He didn't That's even brutal. get a chance to like celebrate walking into the, into like wherever he was. And they were beefing immediately.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and, and when you're Sean Booth, you go, how could she even see anybody else if it's me? And they're just put in these unwinnable situations mm-hmm. where you think that, the only way a relationship could work is if it was a Jason to Caitlin Booth, where they didn't have that background, but they did understand how the system worked. So they did have that common denominator, but not like the bad receipts. And of course, that didn't work. But, um, but yeah, you know, not many. I mean, right now we got charity. Will they work? Are they going to be different? Maybe you just never know. You just never know. Yeah, you just never know. I still wonder really what never know. parents meant about you always pick this kind right. of guy.
2: What does this mean? She meant that they she always
0: dates guys like that.
2: Okay, interesting.
0: I tell you what, her she's already so beautiful, but watching her on Dancing with the Stars, I mean oh. she she truly wow has surprised me. And I knew she would be good, but oh my gosh, I'm just like, it's not dancing. She's just yeah. moving with her partner. It's just amazing. It's just incredible. Jesus, yeah,
4: she's her. killing it. Whew, so good. She's killing it. She's killing it. Yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> So I guess now, right, you're in, you're, are you in, you're in LA, right? Yeah, you're not in the San Diego area. So there are a ton of Bachelor people uh, that I know. You have one of our favorites, Susie. Uh, she's been in the car a couple of times. And Andrew, uh, are there any other folks that you have had recently? And then or is there anybody that you hope to have coming up uh, from these, this new cast uh, of folks who have been this past year?
0: Well, I had Brian Abasolo and I've kind of made fun of chiropractors in the past. So actually yesterday he invited me to go check out his studio and man, that guy's got some heavenly hands. Like he stretched me out and took care of my neck and it was so cool to see him in like a professional environment. Um, So he was a great, he was a great guest, kind of controversial for some people, you know, talking about things that are not mainstream medicine. I totally get that. I'm going to have Clayton on next week. I've got. I'm so excited to have Serene Russell. I am so excited for her. Wow. Uh, we don't have a date booked, but she's she's on the books to do it. Rodney is going to do it on Tuesday. Rodney was another guy who floated. I just remember him running the joyous energy he had. I don't know why he was never bachelor. I don't know what the politics were. It's never too late. Uh, but I cannot wait to talk to him. He's just got that energy. He that up now. Is he? Is he? Is he with somebody? Mm -hmm. He's with somebody. Yeah. So he'll he'll be a great guy to get. And then, you know, it's telling who doesn't respond. I always kind of like tell my audience um, who hasn't responded to me. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Caitlin Bristow. I did her podcast. She was going to do driving with Dave. She was sick. I know that'll happen one day. She's one of my favorites just because she's not afraid to lose a follower, to say what she thinks. Um, it's not always right, but yeah. she's not afraid. And I, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And she's also not afraid to apologize. Uh, she gets it wrong a lot as a lot of the people who dabble in humor do. Um, but yeah, Susie was fantastic. Uh, you you can learn a lot about someone based on how they handle breakups and her and Clayton did an A plus job uh, handling their breakup, and um, I respect that a lot. It's it's not easy. It's easy to see the couples that do the he said she said stuff, but um, good for them.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah,
4: a hundred percent. She's she's stand up. She's one of my favorites, uh, in Bachelor Nation. As is Rodney. Uh, so and so Rodney is always a, a fun time. So I'm sure you guys are gonna
0: have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and Justin show. was great. Uh, I kind of hit, I'm kind of like hitting them one at a time. Like Susie's whole crew, Justin, um, uh, and uh, so I think Serene is going to be staying with Susie. So I'm going to get her. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like attacking where I can, because there's just people that aren't going to want to do it. And I'm making it hard for people to say no, because I'm showing up to them whatever time of day they want with a coffee. It's like, how do you say no to that? I love that. I'm <laughs> yeah, taking away the thing that stinks, which is commuting. I'm literally picking you up and, you know, making it easy. Um, but yeah, that's why, that, that's why I rationalized getting the Tesla. I was like, oh, do I need to make a large purchase? But I said, well, if I can make my money back with these interviews, it'll cover the cost and that'll be a new way to make content. Because I, I don't have a studio that's built for interviews and I really like the in-the-person f- thing. So, so the, the car rides kind of got that covered for now.
2: About how long of the car rides?
0: Well, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, but Corinne Olympios, she didn't want to get out of the car. We were easily over an hour and, and I really enjoyed the fact that she was like so thirsty for just human interaction. And we got along so well. Uh, It was real. I was really surprised because I had kind of been a little rough on her in the past and she was aware of it and she still gave me a chance to chat with her. And, you know, she comes from privilege and money and all these things and had the edit that she had. And now she's on a show called, I think, the House of Villains. But uh, she's probably as normal as you could be, given those circumstances. And I was like, uh, some of these interviews I'll do until the batteries die, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, I've had overheating issues cause we're obviously in a car in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. So the car, even though I have the AC bumping, the sun's hitting it, I'm trying to like drive away from the sun. So, you know, I'm trying to do them at certain times of the day. It, it, it takes a whole new set of, um, production sort of hurdles that I didn't realize I would have.
2: And so you don't drive with the GPS sound
0: on, do you ever miss a turn? I really don't have anywhere to go. So I'm usually just doing a giant lap Uh, with Justin. He was in West Hollywood. So we drove up into the hill. Um, I try to pick roads that might not be too bumpy because that's less post-production, but I have the camera set up, suction cupped. um, I have audio. I have everything kind of set to go. And then I try to aim for like a 40 minute episode. So I'll try to drive 20 minutes in one direction and loop around. So nothing, but the the psychology of it, like when I had Tino on, a lot of people liked my interview with Tino because it was the first time he kind of shared a story that wasn't exactly what Rachel, you know, it wasn't her side of things. It was the first time he was sharing his side. We were just driving up and down the Pacific Coast Highway, and I think it puts the guest at ease because you're kind of moving somewhere. You're kind of just like not really looking at each other in intense eye contact. You're just driving, and I think those kind of car ride conversations are are just easy to have.
2: Yeah, they're very vulnerable.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of let your guard down. You're and you're moving consistently, so that makes sense.
0: Now I want to make it so that, and I've tried this where I pull over and like, if there's, if I'm interviewing someone who's single, I've tried to be on the lookout to see if there's like a single good looking person walking by, but I haven't had that opportunity yet. Uh, but I will be doing that when I, when I finally can get that chance where I like roll the window down and like, say, do you know who this is? And, you know, I, I'd love to kind of, I'm going to start putting a 360 camera on the roof of my car. That's the next sort of uh, thing I'll be nice. to try to capture in the moment type of things. <laughs> Meet me at this corner and we'll be there. Yeah. yeah Meet me. Yeah. Like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, Playing because you know, like and... <laughs> they get recognized, but they're not celebrities. It's a very weird spot they're in. Like, I think Justin Glaze told me, he's like, Yeah, I met someone and then she didn't realize I had to like respond to people's DMs and do influencers. Like, some people just don't get it that it's it's a job, it's it's a lifestyle and I, you know, I respect the people. I've never been the type that's like, oh, so-and-so wants to be an influencer. It's like, look, get your money, do whatever you need to do, share love. And, you know, it's no better or worse than anyone else's jobs, but it's hard in this world for people to make it happen. I mean, when, when you look back at Serene and Brandon, I would love to ask her about this. I always said, I got to interview Serene for 30 minutes before I ask about Brandon, right? Because <laughs> it's just a sensitive thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know what it was like because he was really struggling with doing the influencer thing. Like it's not meant for everybody. Clayton has had a hard time. Clayton's finding his niche, making little TikToks and stuff, but it's just, it's not given to you. It's like you're given sort of this following, but then the money's not necessarily given to you. What you do with it is interesting. And I know he struggled and maybe that was part of why their relationship didn't work because, you know, it's one thing to fall in love on a beach. It's another when you got to go to work and gym and friends and all of those other priorities. So this has been great because I, we we love talking
4: with folks who interact uh, and who often are batch adjacent. So I'm sure other things will come up as we as we move through uh, this conversation. For sure. You and I have been in the same place and never connected. So I I'm hopeful that that would ha- That will happen uh, in the next 12 months. <laughs> yeah. So times. I, yeah.
0: Well, you- do you live in Los Angeles? Because I P town I'm from Rhode Island. So we're actually, I don't know, you know. I'm No way. To, yeah, I'm from Rhode Island. I live in,
4: no, so I live in Boston. Agreed. Oh, uh, I'm about to move. I didn't even mention that. I'm going to save that for next week's. Um, but I, I grew up in New York. Oh, nice. Um, But I love Newport. And so I did a couple of events at Jared and Ashley's uh, coffee shop too. And so gotten to know them. And oh, uh, so Rodney and Nate did something there at one time. And
0: yeah, so. Yeah, um, I went there last month uh, to interview Jared. The, I went to University of Rhode Island. So that coffee shop was whatever it used to be. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah. So. Go Rams. Go Ram, Rhodey, <laughs> Roadie. <Rhodey. laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, so uh, really cool to see them enjoy Newport. And, you know, obviously they got married there, I believe. And, you know, I wish I could move back, but there really is no reason for me to, there isn't much for me out there, but it's too
4: cold. No, there's nothing happening. I like to visit and then leave.
0: Yeah. I was there, uh, September. It was beautiful. I went I went swimming at the beach. No one, no one would go in the water with me, but it's Atlantic ocean. It's way warmer than the Pacific. So I was like, I'm going in, I need this energy. I need the salt water. Like I never make it home in the summer. And uh, mm-hmm. we were there for my brother's wedding and it was a fun time. But yeah, uh, Jared was a great guy to talk to. We hit it off, you know, like yeah, Brian. we've had, a, we've had him on the pod too. I mean, he's, okay. he's just
4: a great down to earth guy and they're, they're pretty larger than life. They're pretty much batch royalty and they're always uh, very down to earth. Um, So, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to start jumping into this mess of of an episode? Like something that
2: you want to get into? I'm ready. All right, Dave. So um, now's the time. We're going to get into these wilts and these blossoms for this episode of Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to start off with the wilts, the things that we didn't really like. It kind of made our flower, our rose wilt. And um, we could start with you and then we'll, well kind of move around.
0: Sure. Um, I thought it was interesting. I guess this is a wilt, how Kat was sort of pressed by her ladies. Was it Kylie and Jess? Yes. And usually you see a lot of like sticking up for your own, but they were like kind of coming after it, calling Kat a wild card. Kat was like very defensive. And I thought that was interesting that A, they called her out and because I thought she was I thought Kat came off OK, but I didn't think she was horrible. I, th- I think she could have handled it better, but it it wasn't it wasn't horrible, considering that's what the show's all about. You go on dates and you dump people. Um, But it was very interesting to see that that there's like a moral questioning by Kylie and Jess. So, yeah, that would be my wilt. Yeah, I this this was definitely on my
4: list. And um there's so many parts to the cat situation, but for specifically for this, excuse me, I I remember in Zach, I almost called him Clayton. That they all remind me of the same person. Um, in Zach's season, how Kylie and Kat, right? They those were the two that had the whole thing where Kat like implied that Kylie went after her, which was a microaggression against the black woman. And that whole thing. So obviously they've made, they've made up, but Kat is a bit dramatic. I, I did not like how, how defensive she got. And it's very clear that they know how she is. Right. I remember being that age, right. In our mid twenties. Yeah. I feel like that, that right there for me is a trigger. There's a couple of triggers in this episode, but that for sure. I don't like that. She was totally pretending like she didn't know what happened. She's like, no, I can't believe this. I just took a shower and she was acting all ridiculous so, but the blossom side of that for me was I did like, especially Young Jess. I call her Young Jess because she's maybe a year older than my son. Um, I like that they 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 were they knew how she operates. They accept her, but they knew how she operates, and they and they called her out. And I like that, but I did not like Kat's behavior at all, and it reminded I, me of why I didn't really love her uh, I guess in uh,
0: Zach season. I guess my question for you guys would be this. If Brayden wasn't around, would it have mattered? You know what I mean? Like was it because she was giddy and all jubil all excited in front of Brayden? Was that was that the the moral issue? So for me,
4: it's not that, right? Because it's paradise. People date all the time. They find someone, they're waiting for people. It was the it was her behavior um and again, we'll probably touch on the specific actions around her and Brayden but it was the gaslighting. It was the, 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 it wasn't, it didn't even feel like lack of self-awareness. It felt like she was like, whatever, like she could just care less. And it was, it was just kind of like, eh, cause Braden, we weren't necessarily real big fans of Braden before, but I, for me, I felt like she was being super dismissive and acting crazy that he was like emotion, like not validating his feelings and all that other stuff. But I felt like, you know, I can, whole two separately. But yeah, I felt like it wasn't that they all Kylie did it, everyone did it, but it's the way in which you behave and respond.
1: I wanted to touch on that, Claudia, because you brought up Kylie. And I felt like for me, um, if I'm Kat, the person that's delivering this message might not be the person that I want to hear it from. Because if I'm Kat, I'm thinking Kylie, you literally did this yesterday. I don't feel like you me personally, I don't feel like Kat was any worse off than Kylie doing it. She literally was with one person, had a date with that person that seemed to go well, things were perfectly fine. And then as soon as the person that I was truly interested in came, I gravitated to that person, went on the date with them and came back and told the other person that I had waiting in the wings that I wasn't really interested in them. So for me, I, yes, I agree that Kat kind of came off a little bit like flipping, like, yeah, like, all right, like, I'm telling you that I'm not interested in you and that I'm interested in this other person, but I feel like Kylie kind of did the same thing. I don't really feel like they were that far off in like mm-hmm. how they handled the situations for me. I don't see anything yeah, wrong don't... with either of them just deciding it's paradise. You like who you like. You're. We all yeah. know that they're waiting for someone to come in a specific person. And I think sometimes we're not honest with ourselves that that's the case. You will always leave the person that you like for the one that you're really interested in like you're just kind of waiting it out it's like the luck of the draw I think I think it was because everyone does that
4: that you have to know going there that people have a list and some people said oh you were actually number two on my list or number one on my list they wouldn't say number two because that would be so rude um but imagine they said that, that'd be awesome. Um, but I think that they, I think it was her reaction that I had a problem with the way she was. And Kylie wasn't even the one put, it was actually Jess that was saying more like, hey, you know, you are like this. Like you may want to pull back. I think it was just the way she was like, they were telling her and she could have taken it and say, okay, I appreciate you all telling me this, but she just acted crazy. That's all.
2: Um, I think it's two things they don't like cat they know how she is they do not like her they're they were anticipating and ready for her to just be this right but another thing and i think this is critical they love brayden they do he may not I, I, and this is my one of my blossoms brayden is a blossom for me y'all know how i feel about brayden. me too me i don't too. fuck with him For reasons that that matter, right? I'm going to stay principled on the fact that last season, there was a couple of threats to Black men that I didn't like. It was the Black scent that I don't like, um, that he jumps in and out of and uses. It was the cornrows for a day that I don't like. Cornrows for a day, um, questioning the bachelorette that has to essentially put it on and saying that she's fake. Like okay, like whatever, but I also reserve the 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 right in this time to sort of give a clean sweep. Now, if Aaron is good with you, if Aaron B is good with you, I'm gonna give you a, a chance, right? And I was watching it, and I was still in my kind of like, I don't care, I really don't care, I don't care, right? When Kat was talking to him and then I said to myself man what are you doing sis like this is not like cool the difference between Kylie and Kat is Kylie and even Mercedes they were much nicer about letting the guys that were into them like they were much nicer about that when someone swooped in that was a better option is Tanner a better option yes sander is the big dog i don't know because i, I Absolutely, i'm be yes. i gonna be honest with you yes i'm starting to really like brayden i'm starting to see the attraction because true, what please don't <laughs> please leave no, her alone there's judgment you know. ahead, no. that no. i feel impersonator the there's judgment, there's the judgment John that John i feel personator. there's judgment that i feel and i don't like this
1: I, I'm judging. I'm you. not judging oh, you. I love this. I am. There's not and
2: a I lot of a grace. There's notes. not a lot of grace in the trust tree, and I don't get there's, there's there's no grace. No. The leaves are no. on
3: the ground. Jeez,
1: I have I the right to chance. change. and scrub my Mo. way to
2: fly. Okay, I'm Delulu, just like all the mother motherfuckers. Y'all are not criticizing these delusional people on this beach. Don't criticize me for liking Braden now. I'm pulling up the episode. We're we're going oh, back. Bad to- for him because the, and the reason why is uh, like I had to say to myself if if these folks like you and a lot of them we trust and like, some I have to I have to switch my mind my mindset. What is this woman doing? She was so defensive, so like dismissive in a way that I felt like, and but here's the problem. And I don't know if Dave I'm going to let Dave jump in. I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong. This is one of the first Bachelor in Paradise seasons where everyone is delusional from the start thinking. That, number one, they don't have to consult with the person who they were just hugged up with on the palapa, like, or on the day beds, hugged up with them, legs entwined. And then someone comes down, that's the hot shit, everybody's salivating at the mouth, like, oh my God, Tanner, oh shit, oh my God, Avon, um, I don't give a fuck about you, I'm going on a date with Avon, I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm not even going to talk to you and acknowledge that you are feeling me, but I wanted, I need to explore this. You can say that. Like, I know that we had this thing. Let me pull you to the side. I have been waiting for this person to come down. I need to explore it. They're not doing that. That's the problem. And the men set the precedent with Will, who be, who's crying in, in the car every single day, crying in the Captain Crunch because with you know his situation with Kylie, he didn't consult with her. And now here we are. No one is consulting with anyone.
0: Yeah. You know, early episodes of seasons, they have to, they have to do a lot to fabricate drama because the true love hasn't built up yet. And I feel like if I were a producer, the no consulting would be something I would push for. And that might be something we just don't see happening where it's like, all right, go on your date right now. You're going right now on your date. And then you just see them walk away. And so there might be some of that nuance we don't get, but it does create these questions like how, like, that affect the male ego, like oh, she didn't even warn me before, you know, all these types of things. Just to go back briefly to Brayden, the best way I can uh, see somebody's character is how others react around them. Brayden basically um, kind of dodged a villain edit, and so did Logan last year. There were guys that, even though they might have done some things that would that would be villainous, the other characters still liked them. And when you look at someone like Rodney from a couple from last year. Uh, When you saw how emotional the rest of the cast got when Rodney was like scorned, then you can really see, Oh my gosh, this is a really special person that everyone cares so much about them. And maybe that's what we're, maybe that's what kind of exists with Brayden is that he might be, he might, he might not be a good boyfriend, but he's certainly a good friend to all these guys.
4: Yes, I agree. Um, I second that. And I think that for the people that we've had on the, on the, podcast or when we used to just do our clubhouse rooms we've said this so many times but it's really who who we trust um how they speak about certain people so for some people I was like oh they seem okay but then all of a sudden they're they're hating you know then we find out that you know we think one person's okay but then we find out they were you know had a lot of microaggressions towards the women of color uh in the room or in the house or That they were, you know, being like the way they were portrayed on the TV was not how they were being portrayed, uh, you know, um, behind the scenes. They were totally fine, but they were snitching on everybody um, and be, you know, double faced or, you know, two faced. So I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think Brayden, we actually hadn't heard anything and all the people that we were mad at, like Aaron B, on their behalf, uh, he, you know, they seem to have let it go. And I think that that's, it's not always the case, but I feel like in this case. Yeah. And honestly, too, the thing with Brayden, he's he's never been anybody other than this person. But I think in the other environment, it was different because it was more competitive. But he really was like, unapologetically, I like Kat. Mm -hmm. I'm going right for who I want. He wasn't trying to play games. He was under the impression that they were locked in with each other. And that was the other thing, too. She when she told uh, Tanner, and she was like, yeah, no, we're both kind of open it's new, yes, we know that, but he, I I would assert that there was a conversation where he was under the impression they definitely were locked in. So I don't like her at least for this I'm week sorry. when the women
2: have the roses.
4: Yep, I don't like her, and uh, that's all I got to say about Cat. I know that I that, that was not what we in were our,
1: doing. <laughs> I said in our clubhouse room. That I was upset with Cat for having to make me feel like I was defending Braided because of. My track record with my feelings towards him um, on his season. So the fact that I had to like dig deep and be like, you know what, he he was done wrong here, and I and I feel for him <laughs> in this sense. Um, and it did help to humanize him a little bit because he genuinely seemed like he cared about Cat. Um, and like the way that things fell apart. Um, and there was that one line where he said that he just felt kind of like used and discarded, and I was. I felt for him and it kind of felt like a role reversal because that typically happens with the women. I'll be honest, normally in paradise, it's the guys that are waiting for, you know, like that girl to come down. And then like, they toss the girl out that they got their rose from the week before. So it was kind of like this weird role reversal where like we're seeing it from like the other side where like a guy was really interested. Um, and then he kind of just got his, his heart broken. Obviously we saw it last year with Rodney. That one really hurt me. I think I I shed a few tears for that one. Yeah. I will, I will, um, I'll speak on that later. I agree. I think it's,
4: um, it was good to humanize. I mean, I was totally on Braden's inside in this. I and mean, I think he's matured a lot already. I think, again, I think he could have been this person before, but just given the edit, I think he wasn't mature, that he did make missteps, but I think he's, I don't know. He just seems he's also down so
1: young. Earth. He's 24. I he's think 24. sometimes I try to, I try to remember that and like show him some grace in that sense, yeah. like when the pylon comes up and it says that he's 24 years old, I'm like, geez, like you're still a baby. I think about me at 24 and like the decisions right. I made and how I went about things, and I'm just like, right. I have to show him just a tad bit more grace because you know I'm like eight years his senior or something like that. So or even yeah. more than that, geez, <laughs> I won't I'm say, say how many more years <laughs> I am.
4: <laughs> I'm not going to say how many more years older I am than him. So we're going to leave that alone. I'll talk about how many years younger my son is than him. Not many. I'm going to I'm right. going to say
1: eight because <laughs> it makes me feel better about myself. I'm going to say we're eight years apart
0: even though we're not. Yeah. yeah, same, perfect.
2: So, Dave, we uh, we can jump back into your wills.
0: I guess it would be just. I mean, it's it's so it's so um, cliche what happens with with guys like Will and and just how sad they are when the other person's on the date. So, I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone's if there's any fault there for someone like Will. I'd love to know what you guys think about him because he's just another guy that laid it all out there, and he continues to be. I guess a stepping stone for other people. Uh, so I guess that is a wilt, but, I, but I get it. I get the game of the show, you know? But, but Dave didn't, uh,
2: Wells give some of the best advice he's ever given. He doesn't, I don't think he gives good advice. He's there for the scallop fingers and the, you know, all of that. liners um, and the and poop stuff. thing that yeah, happened, no, please, uh, please not now, but yes, but we'll, we'll talk about yes. it. Cause I have a different take on it. Maybe than uh, uh, Anyway. He said to Will, you need to start liking the people that like you. Wow. Date, this is a PSA, I feel like. Because the, cause I feel like with Kylie, he had sense that he had outkicked his coverage. He was hoping that he didn't, but he did. With Mercedes, and this is a wilt for me. I think that him and Mercedes could have been locked in had everyone else not been so locked up to where when Tyler hits the beach there's n- really no way to try to break up some of these relationships without causing some drama for Tyler so Tyler decided and kind of made a good calculation and said I think I'm going to go after the the this this new relationship that started last night <laughs> at the rose ceremony where you have no time y'all didn't have any the one
4: by default the one by default
2: happens. yep um, and she, both was hot, and she was hot enough and she was hot enough. Tyler is mm-hmm. ditching Mercedes the moment that he has a rose. Ditching her because more women are coming down. And Tyler, it doesn't matter who's That's in the... front of Tyler. He's in love with them. And, and can kind of play like, you know, play the play like he is. He's very, very slick. That guy very slick.
0: Yeah. So, you know, sorry, the way you explain the kind of like the 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 strategy about just being attracted to someone enough to get that rose mm-hmm. if everyone who who makes it on the season was all placed in the same room in 1 hour 99% of these issues wouldn't happen. You would, no. you would you'd get shut down, you'd move along, "Hey, how are you? Good." And mm-hmm. then and then it would be solved, but they just dangle one thing after another. You get the coveted date, you get the the rose, and then it switches genders. Mm-hmm. So there is some some real good science behind uh how desperate they make everybody feel. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, the producers do a really good job at putting people down there in that specific order. So, you know, that Kylie is there for Avon. They all give out their list of who their number ones are and everything. They intentionally have her there first without Avon to force her to be in a situation where she does end up <laughs> trying to connect with someone because she's thinking, all right, I need to make it to the next week. So I'm here when Avon gets here. And what happens? They let her go on the date and connect with Will to just then have Avon come like the very next morning. (laughs) Like those things that they do are intentional. And like, it's one of the things that I love about the show because I feel like they're messy. They're intentionally trying to be like, I know who you're here for. I'm going to force you to connect with someone else first and then bring that person that you like down. And they'll continue to do that throughout the whole season. And do we think that
4: Tyler is full of poo? That he's like, Mercedes is my 1st Your he's like me and Avon talked about yes and he's like you two because look
2: who he pulled first he pulled every woman and every woman he had vibes like the conversation was vibey because he's gorgeous tall dark handsome buff (laughs) buff
1: so did we say buff i i definitely would have said he let
2: you know that the arms was about to pop out of that damn shirt he let you know uh you know i uh, didn't you know i hit some push-ups and i mean the arms are really arming right now i'm sorry i, I wanted to see what i the can't look you want me to do workouts on the beach <laughs> I, I like that segment so i will look forward mm-hmm. to
4: seeing that tyler hopefully you could stay long enough to make that happen but so. um yeah but i yeah i think when he's like oh me and Avon, because i know that they're roommates and he's like oh we thought best friends and best friends and i was like did you did you? I know. I feel Avid and Kylie, that's accurate, but I'm like, I hope it's true because I love Mercedes. I hope it's true. And we're going to see some more heartache before uh, we see some real love connections. That's the sad thing. Yeah. Because whoever guys, was really
0: number one on the list is on her way still. So. <laughs> were you guys surprised that? Tyler got Jess to say she would go on a date with him and then didn't choose her. I don't know if we normally see that you, you get someone to say I'll go on a date and then, I mean, it's good for him to have his options, but kind of exposed Jess a little bit.
2: Yeah. But she's too nice of a woman to like, I don't, he's like, he knows that if he fucks around with her, it's going to be hell to pay. Everybody (laughs) knows Jess in the body glitter. You don't really know Mercedes and people are not really invested in Mercedes. I'm
4: invested in Mercedes. She has my sister's name. But, I am absolutely
2: um, invested in Mercedes as well. I know. But but we you're are we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The general I public. <laughs> I know. You know, the I Bachelor know. Clan. So they this is not. Interesting. You know what's
0: up. Yeah, this is interesting. So you're saying Tyler might have gone with Mercedes because if he toyed with Jess, it would have angered, you know, Jess is just the this season's Rodney just like a lovable yes. character.
2: Yeah, well. She's-
0: well, she's, she's desire. I would say she's like Serena P or she's yeah.
4: like the desire one of the most desirable yeah. women on the beach, right. which I didn't expect. I mean, she's cute. Mm-hmm. Cause she's so yeah Cause she's 23. So I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, they all want to date a child. But yeah. So I think, um, I think I was surprised, but she seems really sweet. And she actually given that exchange with cat seems quite mature. And again, charity, that's like one of Charity's ride or die girls along with those other two girls. So mm-hmm. I think, um, Yeah, I think I think that is true. I think it might be it would be and producers
1: probably kind of geared him.
4: We don't even know if they told him to ask Mercedes out.
1: She's also a fan favorite, Jess. Like if we think back to that season that she was on and how things happened between them and just like, I remember her getting into the van, leaving and feeling for her and having that emotional connection of thinking like, wow, you're so young. You have so much time ahead of you to get to that point. But she really was genuinely invested and I was hopeful for her. I remember her leaving and saying, I hope she shows up on the beach. Mm -hmm. So we also have to keep that in mind too. She's not just like liked, Within the cast, but she's liked within Bachelor Nation as well.
2: Yeah, like yeah. she needs to be protected.
1: Yeah, she does. I
2: like She's, she's she like just her. a precious soul. <laughs> she is. She I want is. some of the body glitter on me. I want to hug her. What are we talking about? Did you see? Oh, like all that. of the dudes had fucking glitter on them, and they she loved, loved it. It was like Perfect. fairy dust. She sparkles. She sparkles. We love you, Jess. Yeah, we, we do. Love you, Jess. Yeah,
4: yeah. No, but the whole. <laughs> That whole thing. I, I do think it's, um. but the, the other thing about Jess, just a side note, did anyone catch that they said, oh, Kat's going with Tanner? They're like, that's Jess's, that was number one mm-hmm. on Jess's list. And yeah. I said,
1: oh, yes. oh, that's something that we, didn't, we didn't really know. talk
4: about. It just was like uh, a fleeting mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I said, you know, over my, that will, over we,
4: we will return to
2: this
0: live live seems to be like the real um, I love Liv. Uh, sort of like union leader for the ladies where yes. she's like, this shouldn't be happening. This is so and so like her. at least have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's cool to see because live might be she might be the best like in the moment per uh, narrator where she gives great sound bites. And it's like, where do we find her? They need to make sure that she sticks around for the season because she's really good with uh sort of calling out what we're all watching mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, she's like oh i'm getting a front row seat for this she's like it's messy but i feel bad but this is great and yeah she's she's awesome i think this is what she wanted when she was uh when she left night one she was like i Excellent just want to get chaos. out mm-hmm. yeah she's great she's she was made for this
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i any already... other one of my uh oh. will, one of my blossoms was uh, Olivia getting her vengeance almost every episode is amazing to me because <laughs> like, they're so delusional and it's she's so like the only watch. one that's like waking it up now I do feel this though she's been kind of getting killed on some of these podcasts <laughs> because mm-hmm. of the way like there was like uh, you did you notice uh Dave the biting that they did with her and no. the Kylie thing last week with the at the bonfire no I didn't so they asked mm-hmm. Hannah Brown asked her like who would you want to see eliminated out of here and she said Kylie and then they asked her another negative question and they frankenbit the same exact way that she said the name mm-hmm. to like kind of give you that oh this uh, what a bitch Baba. And, and it's not even it's not even the case she she like said like I felt happy yeah. when like Kylie like when Aven finally came down that was all she was talking about.
0: No, she's, yeah. I mean, I like, I think she's all about justice and what's right. And I think so many people go, play into what, what's right in the game. And she's taking like real world experience. So like these are your friends. You don't do this. And and I love that she brings that there because, you know, it's like all hell is burning around and she's like, no, stop. That's not what we do. She's, at, you should want her as a friend based on what we've seen here. Like she's, she's here. the keeper she's of social karma. justice she's, warrior.
4: Yeah. She's the keeper of karma. She's like, nope. Karma is going to be done. It's done, mm-hmm. and and that's it. Yeah, she's 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 great. She's a great add to this. uh
2: okay. Any other wilt Steve? Did you have anything else? Um, I think that's probably it for me. Yeah, okay. we, we, we have a ton, that. so I'm sure you're going to jump in if you feel as though it's they're right or not. Yeah. Claudia, what do you have? Yeah, I want to, in the
4: interest of time. Yes. Um, we hit on a lot of them already, Perfect. so I think we've exhausted the. The Braden of it all, the Braden. Mm-hmm. I think I said a lot of what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like the gaslighting from from Cat, and ha- and I said how her friends called her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some quick wilts. Mm-hmm. Sean just gets on my
2: nerves with so his with, with his like synopsis of every couple uh, and overinflating the fact that him and Rachel Rachel is aspires. dipping on you. You're not getting yeah. a rose even next. He week. aspires. She almost fell out of her under b- bikini
4: when she's oh, Tyler. Even with Avon, but there's something there. But I'm like, even there with him, she's like, nah, she, mm -mm. Sean is like, please. So he tries to be what what Liv does well. Mm -hmm. He tries to narrate, but he is Mm -hmm. terrible at it. And he's a total super fan, which Mm -hmm. keep that to yourself. I don't like it. I don't like Will being so sad. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just, even though, you know, it is the show, he is in his thirties. I think he is super ready to get married. Um, and so he's feeling a bit down. And it, he he got himself into good shape from Michelle season. It yes. Sweet. It's again, love to that. I saw that workout. I said like, this is nice. But um, <laughs> but it was sad. It was sad to, you know, uh still see him sort of not feeling being like he's desired. And I don't like that. Uh especially since he is Dominican. Shout out. But when um, he's
2: sad, it's like we all deflate, right? Like when Mm -hmm. they showed people happy and then they showed will i was like oh man like i felt my my happiness just sort of drip like drain out of me because he was in it
4: they were in it and i didn't really look at the preview for the next week so i didn't know and i was like oh no this is kind of sad uh and last but not least the poop of it all now i know what you might say because you know i have GI mm-hmm. issues. I have Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. um, intestinal, digestive, all that stuff. That is more than you all need to hear about me That's um, real. and my digestive tract. It's um, It's real. And I felt like they kept, it was weird the way they did it. I think they could have just said, Hey, she's not pooping for nine days. We're going to check it out. They had this like sort of fake general hospital doctor.
2: I don't know if he's even a real doctor. I want to see his credentials. <laughs> I he asked was like, someone yeah. and they said he probably had actor in the in his credentials to be honest with you it felt like that was like that's what it was giving
4: like fake like like an extra not even like mm-hmm. a, a legitimate actor um he had the lines, so yeah he was ready like not even a commercial so yeah I, I felt like it was just a, I hate when they try to do this kind of thing um it, they they could have just said or like just shown us when they have to take her to the hospital I felt like it, we didn't have to do it, and I didn't like the corniness of the Aaron feeding her. That food would have destroyed me, so I don't think that that would have helped. I think it would have further caused issues. Yeah, it was just weird. It was too awesome. much time spent. If we look at our Susanna's, yeah, like if we look at Susanna's batch data uh, site this week, I'm sure she can. I hope she does something on how much time we talked about poop. It probably won the amount of airtime. So that that's all I have. Thank you. I'm done speaking.
1: Well, you, you guys have exhausted um the waltz that I had. So we're, we're in agreement. Great. We're in agreement. Awesome. Yeah, I, I understood like they always like to have a little bit of comedy when it comes to Bachelor in Paradise. So I understood where they were going with it. But at a certain point, I was starting to empathize and be like, wow, like if it really had been that many days, it probably was something that could be really painful and Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was like, okay, can we move on next segment? Sometimes I always find like those to be the things where they're using as like fillers where I think about what other things they left out that maybe I would have wanted a little bit more of, but I always also have to remember that like, I like a little bit more seriousness. They like a little bit more like that comedy factor to it. So like they threw that in there, thinking, I guess that it would be funny, similar to like the rash stuff that they put in for, uh, oh, what's her name? I'm forgetting her name. Sam. Sam yeah with the like with the rash stuff so Wait, it's
2: the same person with the rash that has the I know problem. and
1: I, and I think that that's yeah, my she's problem, got though. she's she's has to go yeah. she has to get care she needs, she needs to leave in good and care. care I just I hate that that's going to be her claim to like the season is just like she was the girl that showed up with the rash and she's the girl that couldn't poop for like over the a finger. like that's just me. not how I would want to be remembered hmm.
0: I think the constipation bit would have done better if they spread it out but they made it like a segment and it's like that's the type of thing you can speckle throughout an episode or two but like too much time like i would have loved they could have cared there's so much going on there's 15 people on a beach getting drunk and you know it's like that's it's too much yeah it's too much It, it was a it was a not necessarily a swing and a miss but it wasn't a home run that's for sure yeah Agreed.
2: It was a swinging, a swinging, uh, single, like a yeah. run it out <laughs> in yeah, in field single. So my issue, right. I don't think that Aaron S lacks any care for her, but I think that there's a meathead quality to trying to get the woman that has not pooped in nine days. I, now I am maybe starting to believe it was nine days because I believe that they had to- I didn't think about the time before when they were quarantined in, in the hotel. So they were probably quarantined in the hotel for two, three days. Um, maybe she didn't even poop the day that she traveled. So it's just on and on and on. Maybe they were there for like four or five days at that point, And it's just backed up. Now, I have a problem with knowing this and f- bringing three platters of food, all explosive spicy foods all types of shit to like try to get her what do you she's doing lunges on the beach the hell is going on like that's not cool I was like worried for her that she was just gonna like have a rocket coming out at a certain point because it almost happened to her at the rose ceremony I can't imagine how long she was standing up there waiting for him to she was sweating bullets she was like I'm I'm dying I'm sweating bullets they should have taken her away. They should have taken her away. And, get her,
4: and got her care.
2: Yeah. They could have easily
1: just, just got her some Miralax or something else. Like, I don't know. An enema. There had to be a, something nearby. Yeah. Like there's pharmacies in Mexico, you guys. Yeah, no, they they could have gotten something
2: over the counter. An enema over the counter. Just something, and then an, another something. thing, you have Brayden, who is the traveling nurse, a, a professional. No one can like show us consulting with him about it. I don't. I don't think that guy was a, a doctor. That might have been somebody med student, maybe that did not do his rotation in inter like internal medicine. Because this was wild. He didn't, he
4: didn't sound like he was from Mexico. So he that's didn't what I'm sound saying. like
2: he had even took Gray's Anatomy like courses yes. in medicine. I am a doctor because I've watched Gray's Anatomy. Okay, oh, um, sure. I have my PhD in chemistry, mm-hmm. but I am a TV doctor. I can do this. That guy. And
4: yeah, no, he didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. He He did not. He did not. It was
0: terrible. You just have to drink the water. Isn't (laughs) that Montezuma's revenge? Just have a glass of water. (laughs) Because my wife and I, we were just on vacation. And let me tell you something. We had to pull the kayak over because it, it got it got bad. I didn't realize the the Maldivian water was not to be drank. But hey, you live and you learn, you know? Yeah. And
2: then, you know, and then I had mentioned before that I really don't think that uh Tyler was focusing solely on Mercedes and her being the top of his list when he came down on the beach. I think that he took I wanted
4: to I wanted to be true. I wanted to think he true. no I
2: think he knew he was going to be there for a while because he's, you know, hot commodity and um he decided, let me go on my first date, let's try to just sort of keep it like where I can cut this person when I have a rose. She might, I mean she might give him the rose. He's cutting her immediately. Next, maybe next episode or the episode after that, and that's the unfortunate part
0: about the show.
2: Do you it's have like somebody a, like
0: a round robin, like a, a merry-go-round? Do you have somebody that you think um, will come down for Mercedes? Is there someone that you're hoping for? I've lost track of all of the the beachbody dudes, yeah.
2: so they're gonna they're gonna surprise me with one. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. What uh, about Braden? thought about yeah, that he was I feel like some. For for with somebody
4: I feel like he's gonna connect with somebody else that's not oh, there yet that's what I think somebody's and coming down for Brayden t- someone's coming down for Brayden mm-hmm. yeah and it's and gonna I, and Kat is gonna end up being by herself because Tanner is gonna eventually end up with Tanner's, cutting, she was Tanner's one.
2: cutting that fucking anchor loose
4: yeah and he doesn't you want know drama.
2: what oh let it be let this be a lesson thankfully Thankfully, we're seeing this out of Kat before Brayden was 10 days in, 15 days in, and like really was feeling her. He's seeing it now. Sorry, Tanner. Um, You're going to be in a tough situation. You have to cut her loose and try to figure it out.
0: Yeah, because like looks fade, right? And oh even God. if they don't fade, you still get over someone's looks. You're like, all right, fine, pretty smile, but I can't stand you. If Kat fights with her man the way she was fighting with Jess, it's just she's just argumentative and not listening. It's like mm-hmm. that just that just doesn't last long. No. You get, you know.
2: <laughs> Cooperation is key in our relationships, especially from the women folk. So this is just a no. And that's all I had
3: hello listeners it's jasmine um unfortunately i could not record with the team this week but i still have some thoughts y'all always know i have something to say so for bachelor in paradise here are my wills number one the poop baby that's it that's all i gotta say on that i'm not gonna elaborate you on know why. number two I need Kat to understand that I know it's early on and she has a right to date around, but she didn't have to ignore Brayden's compliment or walk right past him. And I don't know, please understand, I know that could be weird editing, but it was weird. And then when she let Brayden down, she could have had some grace and compassion. And then really she just came back to him and doubled down rather than apologizing Um, and almost a slight blossom to piggyback on that when Mercedes was telling Will that she wanted to sleep on it she said it in a gentle way and that's the type of thing that Kat should have done it's just not that hard to be kind to another human Um, and then my last wilt is at the end (laughs) Brayden's rap and just vibing to it. But I will say, when I went back the second time, it didn't sound as bad, it
2: didn't. So uh, we're gonna Thanks. take a break and we will be right back with our Blossoms.
1: Hi, this is Ivana from The Bachelor and you are tuning in to Black Roses. For
3: my Blossoms, um. I just crack up every time somebody comes down and everybody drools all over them. Like when Blake came down and every woman was like, whoa, um, the same thing happened with Tanner. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny. Like they're, they're just like, forget who I'm with. Let me look this way. Um, that cracks me up also a blossom. I just want to shout out to Tanner and Tyler because I've never found either of them attractive and they're looking good this season. They're looking hot. So whatever they've done to glow up, keep it up, baby. Y'all look good. I also laughed because it seems like all Tanner could do to compliment these women was say that he liked the color of their clothes on them or their swimsuit or whatever. (laughs) He did it, I feel like, three times and I'm like, Please, sir, find another compliment. Um, and then my last blossom was Aaron telling Eliza that he would be upset if she went on a date with someone else. Dun dun dun. What did we see in the previews? Her going on a date with someone else. To be
2: continued. I'm out. And we're back, and three of us are black. <laughs> so. Let's get into. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Hey Bean. Um like, we can't forget Rowan. So let's get into these blossoms. I have, I really had a lot of blossoms for this episode and I could just barnstorm through them, but let's uh let's go with Dave first. Dave, what do you have?
0: We kind of covered the defending of Brayden. That was my big one, just because I like to see. Yeah, justice okay. or whatever, you know, when it doesn't I like to see justice when it doesn't affect you. Like Jess mm-hmm. didn't need to defend Braden. They could have just like moved on, but they did. And I thought that was nice. That was kind of my main one for the episode. I can't really think of, of anything we haven't covered.
2: Yeah. I think that like even them comforting him, I think that's something I'm gonna go back and watch because I like I said, I want to give it a fresh I want to give him a fresh look because I do see. I see that there's a goodness in there. All of those people have to be on the right track if they like him, right? It can't be that he's he's not Chad Johnson, right? Where there's some stuff going on there, and he's just not so good. So for my blossoms, yeah, I'm not the most Braden-y uh, women in the world, but I'm in it. I'm all in on Braden. Aaron B. So do you remember this, Dave? Aaron B. goes. This is the beginning of the episode after the rose ceremony. He says. Um, does anybody feel, he says this to the guys, does anybody feel like, you know, the power has drained out of their body? And I said, the patriarchy, look at this. This is the Barbie movie right here (laughs) in our faces. The patriarchy drained out of you now that the women have the roses and are about to make decisions. Don't get cut. That was, I, I, (laughs) that was premium content right there for me, at least, because I like the nuance of it. I like the little nerdy nuance of you just feeling like I was on top of the world and now the women are in
0: charge. Yeah, it's like you can't bench press your way out of this one. Not at all. Not in charge.
2: Not at all. Another one, Tanner arriving on the sand shifted the entire, like, he shifted Mexico. When he came down, those women were like, oh my God, I can't believe... Tam, like even Tyler coming down, they were like, oh my goodness. You could see, like, they, the like, uh, it's like almost like the proverbial, they were licking their chops. Cause then, cause then everyone got really noncommittal. It was like, yeah, you know, I gave him my rose, but you know, we're really just buddies, real, you know, we're just kicking it. No, you're not. You was just, he was like, like tongue kissing him on the day bed. What are we talking about here? All of the couples are like wrapped in each other. Somebody comes down. And all of the women slide further away from their guy. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And then I had Wells telling Will to date people that you like, because, you know, a, a lot of these people do swing for the fences. And for a day or two, they might hook up with someone if they have the rose and that person is scrambling for a rose. But there's definitely that sort of um, like that that bachelor in paradise scramble that Makes it so that you know that once they get to that like end game stage, everybody's going home, everyone's crying on the sand, and everyone's gonna go home because they just connected with the person a day like a day ago. Like, no, the chirons have you uh, checked out some of those chirons? The best one, Sean for Barbie Ken Sean, they said should be worried about his relationship, <laughs> it had his age, and it said that she- he should be. He should be for sure. Really crazy. And yeah, like my my number one thing about Bachelor in Paradise is the production value of you have a, a group of people. They're all studying together. Yeah. You know, we have nothing to worry about. Everything's just going to be smooth sailing this week. You know, I'm I'm locked in with my connection. And then the number one of their partner comes down. And you see the all you see are the legs coming down on the beach and you're like, oh, boy. Who's this? I love that. That's that energy that I like really am like into. And I think that because in Golden Bachelor, there was some squabbling leading into this episode, this made for a very exciting night of television to where the Bachelor in Paradise episode wasn't a letdown, right? A lot of people have been like, we need two hours of Golden, one hour of Bachelor in Paradise. Now I feel like this is this is really um it's folding together well. It really melted together in a nice way. So um that's that's what I that's what I've got in terms of my blossoms genus.
1: Yeah, I've got one um so some of the similar stuff to you guys so I'll go past that but um we kind of touched upon it before but I've appreciated a little bit of the vulnerability from some of the guys this season and how like they really seem like they're interested um in some of these ladies and it's just it's been nice to see a little bit um that they're they're actually like trying to go for love this season and it's a little heartbreaking to see them getting their hearts broken but um to see them putting it out there again and 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 shooting for the stars, we'll we'll see how things go. Hopefully, um, Braden has a better end to his story uh, than this than just getting his heart broken by Cat. So that's kind of my hope for now. Um, but pretty much everything else has kind of already been said. Um, I'm enjoying a little bit of the drama this so far this season. It's been like just the right amount for me, like in how I like to have have drama, and I'm hoping for a little bit a little bit more of it, and that they'll keep us entertained, right?
2: This was one of the first times where they didn't end with a rose ceremony. And I was like, I'm I'm with it. I don't care. Yeah. Usually they don't end with a rose ceremony and I have my pitchforks like,
1: why?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We want to know who's going home. I I didn't give a fuck. I (laughs) was like, I'm ready for next week. Start. Let's let's go. So I'm really, really just like, I'm, I'm, they got me. They got me. Producers Uh are off to
1: a good start so far.
2: This mm-hmm. season for me. Yeah, they really, they really have done their big one. I'm really excited.
1: Normally by now I'm attacking them in my wilts. So we're we're off to a good start. <laughs> they we're this far in and I haven't it's had a any gang tackle.
2: Everybody's just.
1: <laughs> so that's a blossom. I have nothing to say about production for
2: one. Right. Man, Dave, this has been amazing. It's really been amazing. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I've got a chance to go way deeper into these things with you guys than I normally do. So thanks for letting me kind of explore. Absolutely. A little deeper, what's going on on the beach?
2: Absolutely. Um. Listen, we'll have you back anytime you want to come back. Like, yeah. Did you do your episode already?
0: Yeah, did you I a uh, live watch. I did. So, because I was away last week, so I, the first two episodes I had to catch up on over the weekend. And I mean, immediately, my wife she'll watch a season, take a season off. It really depends on if they hook her the first episode. Mm-hmm. And with Golden Bachelor, her and I were just crying from the beginning. Yeah. You know, we we're just like loving it. Uh, But The Bachelor, I mean, I, it's, I don't know. I I don't really, I don't feel invested yet. And that's when Mm -hmm. I get real excited to talk about it. I'm just waiting for like those big moments, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to spike the truth well or whatever, you know, like what's going to be that moment this year, the cake thrown in the fire, you know, something that's not like something that's dramatic, but also deserved Mm -hmm. and the show can't always like you can tell when something's fabricated versus like that real energy mm-hmm. and the sample size is big enough where there's enough people on the beach that we should get something good uh but i don't know what that is yet like i don't know what's going to be the thing that surprises us that's like that, that moment truth, where we cry for Rod. The yeah. truth box is coming my my guess with the truth box is that they they're told to spike it to open it and 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 it's completely edited the wrong way but we'll have to see how it plays yeah, out. yeah
2: i think it's gonna get real messy mm. <laughs> Claudia, do you have blossoms? So this is the Black Roses signing off. It's been an amazing episode. I'm Monique. And I'm Gina. And And I'm I'm Claudia. Claudia. And we are the Black Roses and justice for Brayden. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining
3: us. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would appreciate it if you take a moment to rate, review, and
2: subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Sharing is caring, so tell a friend about us. Follow us on Clubhouse at BlackRoses to join our live discussions, and on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore blk underscore roses.
1: All of our personal social media handles can be found in the show notes. And lastly, if you'd like to share what made your rose wilt or blossom this week, send us an email. the
4: black
3: roses pod at gmail.com thank you to chad milner for our amazing theme music you can find him on instagram and tiktok at i am chad milner m-i-l-n-e-r
2: we are the black roses
0: see you next week